Good morning, good morning. Come on, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Let's give it a clap. Well, it is good to be in the house this morning. Well, welcome everybody to the Vision Church. My name is Deacon Robbins, and I'll be the host this morning. We're getting ready to get things kicked off here in just a moment. Our praise team will lead us in worship. Shortly after that, our pastor lead us up in a great word. All in all, we'll be here for about an hour or so. If you're watching us online, we thank you this morning, but please come in if you're able, amen. But before we get things uh, kicked off, we want to take this time to have a moment of release, just to remove all distractions and release anything that may be hindering us to receive a word from God this morning, amen. Please bow with me in prayer. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity just to be in your house, the opportunity to give you all the praise that you deserve, Father God. For some of us, we've had a great week. For some of us, we've had a tough week, but you've seen fit to see us through, Father God. We ask now that you forgive us of all sins, cleanse us right now, Father God, and remove all distractions, Father God. Anything that may be hindering us this morning from receiving a word from you, any distraction that may be blocking our minds and our hearts from listening this morning, Father God, we ask that you remove it right now. All of the noise that's in our minds and in our hearts right now, Father God, we ask that you quiet it so that we can receive what you have for us this morning. We're here on purpose this morning, Father God, and we ask that we can just, just receive and rejoice in everything that you have for us. Touch this service right now, Father God. Touch those that are in this place, those that are watching us online. Touch the families that are represented by those, and touch our pastor right now, Father God. Feel him afresh so that he can deliver a word to us, Father God, that we can carry forward. We thank you this morning. We love you and we appreciate it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise on this morning. How many of y'all are excited to worship the Lord on this morning? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Plan that we live blessed. The temptation. 
tempter came, we were distracted. The tempter came, and we fell. We were deemed to live a life that's beautiful, a life that's full, a life that's rich and plentiful. It is our goal to remind you of this principle. We're redeemed, a new one. Let's get back to eating, live on top of the world. Let's get back to eating, live on top of the world. Finance is blessed. Our mind and spirit and our bodies blessed. We were tempted and we fell. Jesus came, now all is well. Let's get back to eat and live on top of the world. Let's get back to eat and live on top of the world. Let's get back to eat and live on top of the world. Let's get back to eat and live on top of the world. All right, let's just take 30 seconds right here. Y'all got to believe that. Let's get back to eating and live on top of the world. Hallelujah.
I know that he's mine. Live it on top of the world. Live on top of the world. Live on top of the world. Live on top of the world. Come on and live. Come on, y'all. Let's praise him, y'all. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Come on, let's thank him. Amen. Isn't he a good God? I mean, you came to worship him this morning. I mean, you came to praise him this morning. Come on. Come on, y'all. Hallelujah. Praise him, y'all. Come on, I know it's early. Thanking God this morning. Amen. Hope everyone is having a great morning so far. Amen. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Amen. How many believe that this morning? That God is a good God. Amen. That no matter what you're going through, you have to trust and believe that the God we serve, amen, is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or even think. Amen. So today we are here this morning um, just to worship and praise our God. We come back every week because we found out something. Amen. How many of you found out that God is good? Amen. If it had not been for the Lord who was on your side, where would you be today? Amen. Amen. We come back into the presence of God week after week. Why? Because God is good. Amen. Just want to thank God again. Want to say good morning to those watching online. Thank you so much for being part of this worship experience. And those of you that are here this morning, thank you so much for joining us. Amen. I uh, want to thank God. We, 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 I was mentioned earlier uh, to the praise team and consecration that Lord has blessed us. We have our signs up now. Amen. Outside. Praise God. Amen. Brother uh, brother Marcus got that done for us. Amen. Give God a praise. We did it in-house. So, um, amen. So now we have a sign out, signage outside. And uh, we got one more to do, but we are, we are on our way, y'all. Amen. And um, just a reminder, on the 24th of uh, this month, I will be doing baptisms. Amen. We'll be baptizing 
My goodness. Amen. We're going to be baptizing those that need to be rebaptized. If you need to be rebaptized, that will be baptism Sunday. Amen. We will put you down and bring you up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, you know what baptism is. Baptism is an outward expression of an inward change. Amen. That's why you ought to invite somebody, invite some people with you. We'll be doing a, uh, we'll be doing a uh, baptism, uh, yeah, baptism class. Amen. A little, little session to talk to you about what we're doing in baptism. Amen. So I'm just asking all of you to join us. Um, and we will have a good time together, amen, in doing that, amen, April 24th at the 11 o'clock, after, right after the 11 o'clock service, we'll be doing baptisms, amen, God is good, isn't he good, amen, uh, next Sunday, we will, we will be celebrating at 2 p.m., next Sunday, we'll have one service, amen, at 11 a.m., one morning service, 11 a.m., and we will have a 2 p.m. service where we will be celebrating our 20th year. TB Seminary will be celebrating 20 years. Oh, man. Oh, man. Isn't God good? Amen. God has blessed us to make it this far. If you're not familiar with TB Seminary, it's the seminary of our school, of our church. Uh, we started that 20 years ago uh, for the sole purpose of transforming, equipping, and educating God's people with the word of God, amen, teachers, preachers, lay people, uh, anyone who wants to become better at God's word, we have Christian counseling, we have associate's degree, master's degree, doctoral degree, uh, we have a few doctors that came out of our program already, amen, so isn't it, God is good, we have some master's students, amen, have graduated, and actually some of them are actually teaching for us, amen, some of us are actually teaching at the school, and so it's a blessing that God has put us on this path, amen? You never know what God's going to do with you, amen? But not only that, here's the other part to the story, amen? Um, TB Seminary exists so that you can get deeper, amen? You can get deeper into the Word of God, amen? Uh, we always have a Bible study methods class, always have that as a scholarship uh, where you can learn how to study, actually learn how to really study the Bible. Amen. So be in prayer for those services. And then on Monday, my goodness, not this Monday. Amen. But the Monday after, <laughs> amen. Holy, uh, uh, our anniversary, we are getting ready to start our revival. Amen. We're getting ready to start our revival. Every night, every night, there will be a preacher preaching. Amen. There'll be an institute speaker. And we will be having a good time in the Lord. Now, what I'm asking the church to do, I'm asking my ushers, and I know it's going to be a long week, okay? But we're doing it for the Lord. If Jesus suffered on that cross for us, amen, we can sure enough sacrifice, amen, one week out of a whole year, amen, where we can come and hear a word. Ain't like you got to work, <laughs> amen. Some of you do. Us has got to work, but, you know, and the security and, and our parking team. Amen. So listen, I'm asking the men, men especially, I'm asking you, please, we need you. Amen. I know you got work. I know you got things happening. 
but I'm asking you to help us out. Amen. Because I don't want to just put the stress just on a few people. Amen. So we will need parking help. We will need, you know, we'll get out of here about 8.15. Uh, we're starting at 7, 7, p- 7 p.m. Should get out of here about 8.15, maybe 8.30, the latest. Amen. Because I know we got school. Some of our children got to go to school, that kind of stuff. You got to work, that kind of stuff. So, uh, but but 8.15 will be all right, 8.30. Amen. Because we'd be up at home anyways doing what? Watching TV till 10, 11, night, you know. That kind of stuff. So I'm asking, amen, that you would come and join us, amen. Now, uh, what we'll do, um, if, 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 if it's an issue of refreshments, what we'll do is we'll have a little refreshment for you, amen, that week, amen, because I know some of you will be coming from work, right from work, amen. If you're coming straight from work, we'll have a little something in the cafe area for you, amen, each night. Fruits, of course. No, it'd be after six, ain't it? My goodness. Now we get to see, we get to see what's up. Amen. <laughs> so uh, remember, we won't have Bible study that night. Amen. But we're going to have a great time. Amen. Amen. Revival is needed, y'all. Amen. All right. That's it. Um, we're going to make ready to worship God with our gifts today. Amen. It's offering time. Amen. Come on. Let's worship time. It's offering time, but it's worship time. Because worship is also part, giving is part of your worship. Also, if you have not filled out your um, your pledge card, amen, for uh, 17-year pastoral appreciation, you can take your phone and just scan that picture, QRC code, and you can fill yours out, amen, and uh, be part of that number, amen. We're going to have a great time celebrating on this year in June, amen. So remember, we have enough time to do that. Stay ahead, amen. Let's pray together. Thank you, Father, for your grace and mercy. Thank you for the hands and the hearts, the minds and the souls who have given today, Lord. I pray that you continue to bless this church. Lord, you've been taking care of us for 17 years, and I'm grateful for that. Bless your people now. Remind them, Lord, that what they gave today was an act of of their worship. I pray, Lord, that it would be pleasing unto you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God. Amen. Thank you. Amen. All right. If you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to the book of Genesis. Um, Genesis chapter three. And we've been in this series face to face. I told you we're going to be doing uh, some character studies. Amen. And um, we've looked at Paul. We looked at Paul, right? We learned some stuff from Paul, right? God will change the direction of your life, right? 
when you come face to face with him. I want to take another turn here in this series and uh, look at look at something here. Uh, Genesis chapter three, verse eight says they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. The man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? I want to talk about this morning face to face, Adam and Eve. Amen. I want to talk about why do people avoid God? Amen. Why do people avoid God? Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your grace. Thank you for uh, allowing me the opportunity to stand behind this sacred desk this morning to deliver from heaven's throne room a word to your people. I ask that you'd forgive me of my sins, cleanse me of all unrighteousness, Created me, Lord, a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me, Lord. Lord, use me as a vessel of honor for you, Lord. Then, Lord, touch your people, Lord. Give them a heart to receive. Give them an anticipation, Father God, of something great from the word that can change their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you. Thank you, ushers. Amen. Um, actually, I'm just going to deal with verse 8 today. But um, when we started this series, I told you that there's something that happens when you come face to face with God. We looked at a man. And it's interesting how the series is going because we saw a man who was on his way to persecute Christians. And God took him, amen, and had an encounter with him and changed his life. I believe that all of us, when we get to that place in our journey where we come face to face with God, there's a change that happens on the inside of you. But I wanted to retrace the story because when I think about Paul and Saul and how he, how he had so much hate in his heart, I wonder where did it come from? And so if we can trace it back, I could say we can trace it back to the garden. Man was placed in a perfect environment. God prepared a place for Adam and Eve. God provided for them. God protected them. Amen. God kept them in a safe place. The earth as you knew it then, as we would know it then, the earth was without sin. It was, pure, it was a pure place. It was a, what, what y'all just sung, let's get back to Eden and live on top of the world. It was that place. 
There was no sorrow. There was no death. There was nothing of that sort. But what you found was a perfect place, a perfect environment where the people of God would procreate, amen, and live happily ever after. That should have been the story. <laughs> but the story changes. The story changes because what we find in this perfect environment is that every time you try to do good or want to do good, there will always be something or someone, amen, that will try to derail your destiny. Are you with me? When sin entered the relationship, entered the picture, the relationship between man and God changed. And what we're getting ready to look at face to face is how that relationship changed. Sin affected Adam and Eve's relationship with God. And all of a sudden, we find. That now, rather than running to God, oh, come on, help me, somebody. They're running from God. Now, there are some lessons that you can learn. We can't do anything about what Adam and Eve had already done. We can't do anything about that. Verse 1 says, now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, indeed, has God said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? First, we find that the serpent is in the garden. Imagine this, a perfect environment, but yet <laughs> not absent from the deception and the demise of the enemy. What am I trying to say to you? You may feel like you got it all together right now, that everything is going good, but you better keep your guards up because I want to tell you something. The devil is around every corner. The moment you drop your guard spiritually, he will show up and he will get in and he will try to convince you that all that you've been doing has been in vain. Are you following me? woman said to the serpent from the tree from the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden God has said you shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die she wasn't paying attention in Bible school amen she wasn't, she wasn't paying attention in Bible study because she God never said that what Eve did is Eve added to God's word. You understand what I'm saying? Now, why did Satan choose Eve? Ah, my, my. The weaker vessel. Why did he choose her? Because he knows that he can appeal to a woman's nature. That is, women like to look at good stuff. They like nice stuff. Amen. And, and, and listen, 
And it's, it's, it's no different than a commercial with a brand new dress. I wish I had somebody. It's, it's no different than a commercial. It's no different than a showroom. It's no different than whatever you like. The devil will always try to present it to you no matter how much is forbidden. Satan appealed to her flesh. Amen. But, but, but also, he appealed to something else too. Look at the text. The text says, the serpent said to the woman, you, shall, you surely will not die. Now, my question is, you just said that God said you will die, even if you misquote it. But why did you listen to what the serpent said and believed him over believing God? I'm trying to help somebody here today. I'm just in the context. I ain't, I ain't there yet. Amen? Listen, listen, listen. Listen to me real good. Sometimes we want something so bad, we don't need much convincing. Come on, say amen. Amen. It, man, wow, that was real quick. <laughs> How'd you fall for that? Man, listen, it didn't take much. Because not that Satan knows what's in your heart, but Satan knows about the flesh. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Look at verse 5. This is what Satan says to her. For God knows that in the day that you eat from it, your eyes will be open. He was right about that. Satan told the truth, finally. And you will be like God. Now notice, he says, you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Well, here's the thing. Adam and Eve was really like God. Sometimes we're trying to become what we already are. You just got to work on it. Do I have a witness? You just got to work on your godliness. You just got to work on your sanctification. You just got to work on your character. See, you want, sometimes we want to be like something else so bad that we miss what we really are and what we really have. Imagine that. Imagine that, that she is, he is saying to her, you will, your eyes will open and you will be like God knowing good and evil. All Eve knew was good. Why did she want to know evil? Verse 6 says, and when the woman, now there's three things you need to know about, about this particular fruit. Amen. It, it's not a, or the tree itself. It doesn't say a fruit, it's a tree. Look at it. Says, and when the woman saw that the what? That, that the tree was good for what? Let, let me ask you a question. Three things. Number one, wait a minute. They had plenty of food. She wasn't lacking food, but it goes to show you that when you want something so bad, you will compromise what you even know to be true to get what you want. Imagine that. They had plenty of food. Three things she knew about the tree. Look, it was good for food, but baby, you got all this other food right here. But you want this one thing. Look what it says. And that it was a delight to the what? To the eyes. The tree, watch this, it appealed to the eyes. See what I'm saying? This is why advertising works. Yeah. It's good for, the, it's good for food. Man, I could taste that paleo bill, uh, 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 sweet potato pie right there. Amen. It's appealing, right? It's appealing for food. 
Well, watch this, but she had food. But listen, listen, check this out. It said the eyes, the, it says it, that it was a delight to the eyes. My question is, what was it about this particular tree? I know what it was. God said you couldn't have it. Whatever's off limits. You see, it looks better, but it really didn't have that much appeal. It's because she had already convinced herself that this is what I want. And when a woman put her eyes on something she wants, I don't know about your woman, but I know my woman get it. <laughs> Come on, say amen. Y'all women know what I'm talking about. Amen. I ain't going to go there. But look what it says. And the tree was what? Desirable to make one what? Wise. Now, you know what the word wise there? It says the tree was desirable, desirable that it, it almost falls in the, in the idea that word desire, lust. So Eve was literally lusting. It, listen, her desire for the for, for the for that for her desire to make her wise, she wanted to be wise so much that it turned into lust. Not wisdom, but she wanted to be like God. You with me? So the question I have for you is: Wasn't she already wise? You see, a decision that she made changed the whole of mankind's condition. And we are now all reaping the benefits or the consequences, I should say, of her actions. Are you with me? Can I say this to you? Every decision you make in your life has a consequence behind it. If it's a good decision, of course. If it's a bad decision, but here's the thing. We are living now. Listen, there wasn't sickness before this. Come on, y'all. There wasn't pain before this. There wasn't death before this. Listen, we, we are looking at a person who thought only of themselves. Are you, are you with me? But I think the most important thing to say to you today is that what really happened at the garden here is the relationship with God changed. So the question is, why do people avoid God? It's a good question, ain't it? Well, let's look at it real quick. Let's look at verse. Uh, let's look at verse seven. It says, and then both their eyes, I'm sorry, she took from the fruit and she ate and she gave also to her husband with her and he ate. I ain't going to go there. I'll do that another time. <laughs> Verse seven. Then the eyes of what? Were what? Open. And they knew they were what? See, here's the thing. They went from innocence to evil. They, before they were walking around naked, but it was in a, in a, in essence it was pure. You know how I I illustrate this. Remember when your children was little, right? Anybody remember when your kids were little? They would just walk around with their pampers. Some of them just walk around with you know when they were little, little kids, right? 
as your child is getting older now, things are changing. It, right? They're changing, you're changing, right? But watch this. When they get to 15, 16, 17, right, what was innocent now looks obscene. Lord have mercy. It's the same illustration here. They are born in innocence, but raised in sin. Lord have mercy. And by the time a child gets to a certain age, they have to cover themselves. Why? Because it's inappropriate. Come on, help me somebody. Because their innocence is gone. The stuff that you're trying to protect your kids from, they're seeing it all day on, on social media. Come on, y'all. So, 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 the, so the, the deal is sin has, has tarnished our innocence. Oh, I wish I had somebody. The Bible says they looked at each other and they felt so ashamed. So it tells me they were grown. <laughs> so what did they do? They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves look. Why did they just cover their loins? How did they know to cover their loins? You see, what God was protected them from, they didn't want protection. So you see, saints, I believe that the first thing is the reason why people avoid God. I, I believe this. I believe the first thing is when the decision to disobey God has been made. I believe that's the moment it happens. Three things about that tree that Satan suggests. It was good for food. It was a delight to the eyes. Watch this. And it was desirable to make one wise. And he says, hey, make the decision. Satan didn't tell her. He suggested to her. Because here's the thing. If she didn't take the initiative, it would be his will, not hers. So it's always your will over somebody else's suggestion. Lord have mercy. But when the decision is made, People hide from God. They don't want to come face to face with God because the decision is made. Ain't that deep? The plot has already been made. A decision that changed the whole of mankind. The text says in verse 8, let's dig it out. It says, uh, they heard. They're hiding but they have covered their loin areas. The text says they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. That word sound means voice. You see, when you come face to face with God, we will be familiar with him. But check this out. It's amazing how, I don't know how long a period it was, but they enjoyed, they had a routine. In the cool of the day, God will come. Right now, you are in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? But, but I want to say this to you. There's a reason people avoid God. There's another reason people avoid God. Because the next one reason is this. When the chains of guilt has them bound. Guilt. They, will, they, will, they had felt for the first time what it meant to be guilty. Some people come, they, they won't come to church, they won't look you in the eyes because they're guilty. 
And here's the thing. It's nobody uh, antagonizing them. It's their conscience and the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Dealing with their hearts. But when you come face to face with God, can I tell you something? There's no reason to hide. You know why? Because he's already corrected the problem. I'm going to get with that. I'm going to talk about the solution in a couple weeks. But watch this. They heard this. Even the sound of the Lord scared them. A natural thing that people do when the chains of guilt has you. Notice I said the chains of guilt. Because listen, you feel trapped. You can't face God in worship. Come on, somebody. You can't face God in prayer, real prayer. You know what I mean? I'm talking about when the chains of guilt grabs you. The text says they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the cool of the day. And the text says, and the man and his wife, what did they do? They hid themselves. The next thing I believe is when the shackles of shame <laughs> has you hiding. The shackle of shame. Let me ask you a question. Whenever you got to hide from God, whenever you look at the phone and you say, oh, there's Pastor calling. I ain't answering that. <laughs> Let me tell you why I say it's a shackle of shame. Whenever we disobey God, we go through a process, y'all. And I'm saying to somebody here today, you have to come face to face with your master one day. Okay, and let me say this to you. Let me say this. Why you have blood running warm in your veins? Why you can still have the faculties of your mind? Why you still have your limbs? There are people right now that wish they could, they could walk again, wish they could talk again, wish they could raise their hands. Why? Because they understand if I could do it again, I'd do it differently. But don't wait. Listen, we all fall short of the glory of God, y'all. Don't, 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 don't sit here and beat yourself up. What I'm saying is, if you can't come face to face with God, it's either guilt or shame. Can I get an amen? And whenever you fall, you got to get back up. Whenever you feel like you're not good enough, you get back up and you say, God, I for forgive me, Father. Amen. I no longer want to be bound. Anybody here, anybody here want to be bound? Anybody here want to be shackled? No, not to guilt and shame, but that's what we find with our parents. These are our first parents. What a good example, parents. Do as I say, now as I do as I do, do as I say, now as I do. They gave a lot of good advice, but they didn't do right. Come on, somebody. They're naked. They didn't got fig leaves for, for clothes. The first tailor in the Bible. <laughs> How did they know to sew the fig leaves a certain way to cover their loins? Sin will have you to cause a cover-up. And watch this. And like David, remember we talked about David, right? Watch this. You got to keep doing it over 
Come on, somebody. And over one lie leads to another lie, to another lie, to another lie, to another lie. And before you know it, saints, you done forgot the first lie you done told. Ah, do I have a witness? Look what he said. <laughs> Look what he said. And then all of a sudden, you have a great cover-up. Kind of like those series we watch on Netflix and stuff. You know how it just go deeper. It's one cover-up after the next. One situation after the next. But listen, listen, you as a believer should never have a problem coming face to face with God. Even if you fall short. Even if you fall short, God's grace is available to all of us. Do I have a witness? But, but I've been there before. Anybody been shackled before the shame? Anybody been shackled to guilt, <laughs> bound to guilt? Come on, somebody. Listen, you been bound so close to guilt. You're like, man, I, I, man, I, don't, I ain't showing up. It's amazing in 17 years how many people I've seen bound. You know what's crazy, though? You're bound, but the doors are open. You just won't get out. Because for some reason, the devil has convinced you that God has forgotten you. But he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He is a forgiving God. He is a loving God. Are you following me on this? And let me say this to you. If you and I have a strong relationship with him, the next thing he says here, it says, and the man they, and his wife hid themselves from what? From the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Not only did they cover themselves, but now they're hiding. I wonder if that person that you used to see sitting next to you. <laughs> I wonder where they are. I wonder, I wonder what really happened. You know what people do? People, people transfer. Is what they do. I don't like that church. <laughs> it ain't the church, boo. It's because you're hiding. The next thing I believe is when God's presence is no longer desirable. Let me ask you a question. Why would you hide from worship? Oh, somebody said something to me, and so I feel some kind of way. Man, listen, don't you let that serpent talk to you no more. Don't you let him put his venom in you. You are a child of God. We are not perfect people, but when you come, you remind yourself why you're coming here. Why are you coming to church, y'all? You're coming here to be in the presence of a holy God. Don't worry about the people we all jacked up. If you only knew what your neighbor was doing last night. Oh, I wish I had a witness. Oh, yeah, and you think it's you, think it's you but it's really them. 
You understand what I'm saying? You really thought it was you. But guess what? You're not coming here for them. You're coming here for God. If we can learn something from this devastating situation, it's never hide from God. God has given us the keys to unlock the shackles of shame. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So every time you happen to get bound again to guilt, to shame, you say 1 John 1 and 9, that if I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you got to stop being so hard on yourself to let yourself know something, that you ain't God. You're going to fall short again and again. But when you fall, you got to get back up. But here's the thing. Do me a favor. When you get back up, run to his presence. That's how you get right again. People of God, the devil has told the biggest lie ever that he does not exist. But he does exist. You see, the law of sin and death is like the law of gravity, which states that what goes up must come down. It's a law that is universal to the world. No matter how high you try to move up and away, gravity is going to what? Pull you down. Amen. If you jump up, gravity says, come back here. It's going to pull you down what? Every time. Isn't that what we do in our Christian life? We get all excited on Sunday and try to jump. We say we're going to live for God. And before Monday comes, gravity pulls you back down. We make New Year's resolutions trying to jump even higher. Gravity won't let us because what? We come right back down. We make promises to ourselves and gravity yanks us back into the law of sin and death. It always pulls us down no matter how high we try to jump. What am I saying to you? Don't hide from this Come face to face with it. If it's shame, deal with it. Lift your head. Come on, y'all. If it's guilt, repent. But whenever you find yourself, not pay attention to the person in your house who don't want to come to church. No, I don't, not today. I don't feel like it. Maybe next week. And next week turns to next year. Then you CME members. Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter. Church? What I need church for? Listen, you know what I you know what I know about this? You know what I know about this? I know that when you show up here, it amazes me that you show up every week. <laughs> for real. It amazes me. You know why? Because like, why do they keep coming back? You're coming back because you're coming here to be in the presence of God. I realized many years ago, it ain't about me. 
if you came here for me, you'd be disappointed. But some people go for the personality, not Christ. Are you with me? But if you come here for Jesus, if you believe that God has called the man to help you, to usher you into his presence, then you will have an experience. Listen, every Sunday will be something you look forward to. Because you know that God's presence is here. When I look around this building, when I look around, when I look back to where we were, come on, help me somebody. If you don't believe there's a God, well, maybe you're not looking real close. But I want to tell somebody that there is a God. And he sits high and he looks low. And he's intimately acquainted with all of us. Do I have a witness? And I want to say to somebody here this morning that you ain't got to hide, Craig. You ain't got to run, Craig. All you got to do is come to Jesus. Listen, don't let them shackles hold you down. Don't let the guilt bound you. Tell somebody, amen, that guess what? I know somebody who can set me free. And his name is Jesus. Do I have a witness? And he'll set you free, y'all. And who the son sets free is free indeed. Give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. Face to face. You know, I realized something. I realized that there's a blueprint right there in Genesis. It's a blueprint, y'all. Pay attention. Whenever you get that feeling inside of you, pay attention. The only way you hide from God and his presence is because you got something else going on. Could be attitude. Could be your mindset. Could be the circumstance that you're going through right now. But don't let the devil cause you to be afraid to be set free. Do you know there's a fear to be set free? How did the devil convince them? He didn't. All he did was put what was before them. And there are times when you're looking and you're like, oh. But pay attention to the power of suggestion. I say this all the time to married couples that I counsel. If you keep accusing your husband of cheating, he's going to cheat eventually. Because you keep putting it in his mind. And look, and he know he's doing right. Especially if he's doing right. Power of suggestion. That's what, that's what the devil is good at. Power, And he may use you as a mouthpiece. Come here, Joe's wife. Come here, Joe's wife. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. What? Man, don't you see you dying? Look at you. Look at yourself. Balls all over you. You look a mess. This is my version. Why don't you just curse God and die? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? What did you say? She says to him, curse God. And die. This is Job's response. Do we just receive the good things from God and not the bad? 
you sound like one of those foolish women. Now, here's the point. Satan is always looking for the weaker link. And sometimes, brothers, your wife will say stuff to you. Amen. That make you ask the question, who she been hanging around with? And you got to be careful because the enemy will come and speak to you. Got to be careful. You got to be careful. Stay in the face of God. And you ain't going to have that problem. Amen? Amen, y'all. That shit, I don't even know why I went there. Amen. For real, seriously. I mean, who could cut you, who could cut you worse than your wife? Or your husband? Vice versa. Right? But it's interesting to me that Job's wife forgot all the good that they had experienced. And she was like, man, just die. Like, wait a minute. That sounds like a woman for real. That, like, just die, bro. Just. See, I ain't going there. I ain't going there. I ain't going there. She wasn't a spiritual woman. <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> Reverend, Reverend get himself in so much trouble. <laughs> I see why. <laughs> Amen. 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 All right. Anybody need prayer? <laughs> yeah. Reverend James need prayer. Sister Alicia, your husband need prayer. <laughs> she said, if I open my mouth. <laughs> Amen. I ain't gonna my mind. I ain't gonna tell nothing. Amen. <laughs> Anybody need prayer this morning? Amen. Prayer. Amen. Prayer this morning. Prayer. 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 It looked like everybody need prayer this morning. Amen. Amen. Face to face, y'all. Don't let your disconnect, y'all. Listen. Pay attention to that 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 little story. That just that little piece. When you start covering up. You know, you're smoking weed and you just keep putting, and you come to church smelling like a, like you done bathed with the, I remember when I used to smoke cigarettes and I would go to, I was at seminary. I was still smoking. And uh, my professor, my professor, he said, man, come here, man, let me talk to you. He said, man, you stink, man. Old, old Caucasian guy. He says, your, your, your cologne every time you, and I used to smoke one before I go to school. You know? He said, your cologne, man, you're covering up something. But it's really affecting me. Can you sit in the back of the class? That was God in a roundabout way telling me something. See, people take offense to truth. Oh, I got offended, man. I was, I was hot, green hot. I don't know how you get green hot, but I was green hot. But I started, it started to dawn on me. I was covering it up. You with me? That's what we do. We cover up. We hide. Then we hide. Then we hide. But not only do we hide, but we hide from the very presence of God. Listen, you not coming to church ain't a mystery. No, it is not. It is because... 
your whole life is not in this. It ain't because your job, I got to work, I got to work, I got to work, I got to work. Okay. Because you're cover up. You're covering something. What, what are you hiding? Is it your character? Is it your heart? Is it who you are? Maybe you don't want people getting close to you to find out who you really are. See, this is what fellowship is about. Doing life together as Christians. We get to know each other. And don't be shocked when you find out some of us are half crazy. Because we are. Look who God chose to carry the gospel to write one third of the Bible. Saul. Half crazy. For real. So don't be shocked. I'm like, oh, I thought she was both be. She crazy. But God will sanctify him. I just talking. I'm just talking to y'all. Can I talk to y'all for real? Like for real, y'all. Seriously, God will sanctify these crazy people and change them. I was crazy. Heck, I was crazy. And still a little crazy now. Come on, man. But when Jesus get a hold of you, he take you from being crazy and he conforms you to his image and his likeness. Now, all of a sudden, now you got sense. Now you can love the unlovable. Come on, man. You can hang in there no matter what. Why? Because God has changed you. So don't have this high expectation because they come into church. But here's the thing. If you're just hitting and missing, you don't want to be in the presence of God. Why would I run for that baffles me? Why would I not want to be in his presence? I'm hiding or I'm shackled. Or I'm bound. You understand what I'm saying? And I want to say this to you. When I came to Christ, I could not leave. Man, I used to sit at that church from 8 a.m. on Sunday morning to 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the afternoon because we used to go out, Pastor Randall going out to preach here and there and all over the place. Then we 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 eating chicken and thing and all, all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm what I'm saying is there was no other place to be. When you've been saved, you love to be in the presence of God. You love it. It ain't a like, it's a love. I figured it out. Just being on this campus, man. I sit up there sometimes, listen to the birds just chirping away. I be like, man, the birds have found a home in the house of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for your people that's asking for prayer. Lord, we we know we're not perfect, Lord. We know that we have shortcomings. Some of us, we have figured it out. And some of us, Lord, we're trying to figure it out. I just pray, Lord, that you'd help us all. Release us, God, from guilt and shame self-gratification or anything else that may come to hinder our walk with you. 
It's not that we don't want to be here. Sometimes, Lord, it's just because we've been deceived. We believe the lie over the truth. Touch your people now. Bring them into a better place with you, God. Let their light light shine. Lord, you love each and every one that's in this house today, Lord. You love them, Lord, with an everlasting love, God. Remind them, Lord, that if they crave your presence, Lord, just being in your presence, they will find a better life. Touch those that's watching online and thank you for this time, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. Vision Church, win, disciple, develop. God bless you. Amen. You are dismissed. If anyone is leaving, uh, you can take uh, communion now. We will help you take communion. Okay. Preachers. Preachers, deacons.